What's up, y'all? It's Friday. You know what that means. It means NFL picks. We got the in-season tournament final tomorrow. And oh, before I forget. Yes. You are now listening to the sounds of Sports Reports as Ordered. I am 2-5. And on the other side of that screen, New Jersey stand up. In the building. Mr. Logical. So, yo, I got it on good authority. I don't even know why I'm happy right now. I got the worst news that a sports fan could get today. What's that? The spread came out. And the bye week is favored by 14 over the Commanders. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. You know, but yo, get it off my chest. Start right about now. Stop drafting these quarterbacks that suck in college. You think you can fix them in the NFL? Well, damn, coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. I'm like, it just, I don't know why people are ignoring it's a basic formula if i'm going to solve this math question four times four plus two i don't need to go to the ends of the earth i don't need to go over analytics i don't need to overanalyze it no common core (laughs) i don't need all this other stuff four times four 16 plus 2 is 18. Quarterback that has 12 starts in college, it's probably not going to be a good NFL prospect. Mark Sanchez, Mitchell mm. Trubisky, mm. Uh, who give me another. I think Andrew Luck has some, has some good starts. Turned out to be a good quarterback. Brock Purdy had a lot of starts. Turned out to be a good quarterback. Um, Tyler Bajan had a lot of starts. Turned out to be a pretty good quarterback. Justin Fields didn't have that many starts, struggling at quarterback. Trevor Lawrence had a couple of years, pretty good quarterback. Deshaun Watson had a few years, had a few years. Dwayne Haskins didn't have that many, wasn't that good, you know. So stop. Cordell Jones didn't have that many starts. Turned out not to be a good, I think he was in like the, what is that league that was on, like the fan voted league or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Vick was up in there. (laughs) <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky was drafted ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Not in years, Mm-mm. in the same draft. Chicago <laughs> went up from three to two to get Trubisky. And we'll we'll get into our recap of the game, and we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But... New England punted like eight or nine times, two or three times in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. when Pittsburgh was down three. When that ball was kicked to the 20, 25, 30 on the other side of the field, and Trubisky was marching onto the field, at no point did I think he was going to be able to make the plays to get them in a scoring position on the other side of the 50. Mm -hmm. If I'm thinking that I know for damn sure Pickens was thinking it. I know for sure. Najee Harris was thinking it. I'm pretty sure. I know Mike Tomlin was thinking it. This dude 
was literally throwing the ball to New England Patriots uh, defensive backs yesterday, hitting them in the chest with the ball multiple times, just throwing it behind. And it's like, you've been in the league. You got drafted ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and you've done nothing. You haven't improved. So all that means to me is that you were never good at this job. If, if you look, if you look as bad as a, he looked like a rookie or second year guy that's never had a start. That's how he looked. He looked like Desmond Ritter. <clears throat> Yo, keep it a bean. He looked like Desmond Ritter. He looked like Tim Boyle, who looked like Zach Wilson. He looked <laughs> like, uh, he looked like CJ Beathard. He looked like, Baker Mayfield at times with Carolina. He looked like Sam Darnold. He looked like all of these guys that went top 10 first round. He looked like Malik Willis. He looked like, uh, give me some more names. He looked like Mac Jones. He looked like Mac. He looked like McCorkle Jones. (laughs) Hell, he looked looked less impressive than Bailey Zappi. He didn't look like he he could hold Charlie Batch's jockstrap. Not at all. And it's just the, the makeup and the dynamic of... (laughs) <laughs> these quarterbacks is just appalling because it's going to cost really, really, really good coaches their job. I can't do anything with you. If you've been in the league for seven years, I'm Mike Tomlin and I can't trust you to make a, it's fourth and two. Why are you throwing a go route in the cover two man? You got man, you got press man coverage and a safety over the top and you suck. You know, you suck. Why are you throwing a go route? Just, Get the two yards. He looked like Mason Rudolph. Who they already had. <laughs> you know, so I get it. Yeah. Quarterbacks don't grow on trees. They're just yes. not everywhere. I completely understand that. But if you're going to get in the game, they look so ill-prepared for seasoned veterans. He's had he's been, this is third team. And like I said, I literally had zero expectation of him getting the ball from the 25 into field goal range. Definitely not a touchdown, even when they got the turnovers. The interception and the block punt. That's two touchdowns you should have gotten. They gave you they gave you the ball in the only place you were going to be able to score. So when they were putting the ball away, like I think it was like fourth and inches, fourth and one. New England was like that. We're going to punt this. Because Bill Belichick was like, Trubisky can't get it from here. He can't get it from down there to back here. But if we don't get this fourth down, he's already in position. He's like, just kick it over there. This dude is not moving the ball at all. The mm-hmm. wide receivers for Pittsburgh have quit. They are done. They've been done for weeks. Pickens has been done. Done. Pick George and then Kenny Pickett. He's up in the booth. Like, you need to be on the sideline. You have proved nothing. You still out here playing football with gloves on like a 12-year-old. Like, I mean, just I'm just upset. And I hope Mike Tomlin, I was talking to a Pittsburgh fan today. He was like, they gotta, they gotta fire Mike Tomlin. I right. was like, You're gonna fire a guy that never had a right, you done set me up. You done set me up. When's the last time the Steelers won a playoff game? Ooh, we in 2023 right now. I'm gonna say we are. 2016. 2017. It's close. You know, they beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, you know. Uh, but just just for a little bit more clarity, you know, just indulge me for a minute. Not only 
did they take him ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes? But here's here's some more names from that first round of that draft. So obviously Miles Garrett went number one. That don't count, you know. All right, number three was Solomon Thomas. Number four, Leonard Fournette. Number eight, little guy you might know him, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> number eleven, Marshawn Lattimore. Number thirteen, Hassan Reddick. Number 14, Derek Barnett. Number uh, 16, Marlon Humphrey. Number 17, Jonathan Allen. You know, uh, number 23, I mean, you wouldn't have drafted a tight end that high, but Evan Ingram, you know. uh, Number 27, Trey White. Number 30, number 30, TJ Watt. (laughs) Number 29, again, you wouldn't take a tight end that high. But David and Joku, you know, like uh they traded up from three to two. No one was trying to get Trubisky at two. Oh, how about this one? Number 28, Taco Charlton, you know, number 31, Ruben Foster. So like, so you didn't even have to reach for him, like you know, like nobody else was taking Mitchell Trubisky. And I admit, I admit. I like Mitch Trubisky in college. You know, he was running that offense down in North Carolina, but you heard what I said, in college. The same thing that I'm going to say about one Bo Nix, you know, who I feel is like the next Zach Wilson waiting to happen. You know, like this guy was no good at Auburn. You took him to the Northwest, to Nike University, put all the speed around him, playing in a lesser conference. And now all of a sudden... He's a Heisman candidate. I don't buy it. But anyway, get it off my chest. You know, first of all, congratulations to Trey Taylor for winning the Thorpe Award out of the United States Air Force Academy. Off we go into the wild blue yonder. That's right. Attaboy, give her the gun. (laughs) They changed that. They changed that. I forgot they changed that. You know, the uh, attaboy, give her the gun or whatever it was. Like, they changed that. Like, because it was like. You Are know, you messing with me? No, no. That that was like Are last year. Are you serious? Year. That was like last year. You know what I mean? Come <laughs> on. I ain't changing. If I go to an event, we sing an Air Force song, I'm doing it. Sue me. <laughs> yeah, I ain't they going to Iraq for nothing. Yeah, like, here it is right here. You know, May 29th of 2020, you know, um, because they wanted to show representation of everyone that has served. They didn't want it to be gender specific. So instead of Adam boy, get him, give her the gun, give him the gun. It says Adam now, give him the gun. Negative. You Negative. I, mean? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I ain't politically correct. I don't need to be. I ain't running anyway. for president yet. <laughs> Adam <laughs> boy, give it a gun. Give it a gun. Yeah, there give we go. Give it a gun. All right. Give it a gun. All right. So, sorry, so look, sorry. so look, Air Force, oh, right? Sorry. The, the 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 reigning defending commander in chief trophy winners but tomorrow is the game america's game everybody talks about the iron bowl they talk about the big game you know they talk about florida florida state they talk about washington oregon but no game personifies the sport that I love, college football, the way that Army-Navy does. These are just guys with pride playing a kid's game. Forget your NIL. Forget your transfer portal. 
these are just dudes that for one are dedicating their lives to defend their country, but they are mm. out here playing football seemingly just for the love of the game. Now, neither team is going to a bowl game this year, five and six. This makes the game that much more special. And if Army wins, they take the Commander-in-Chief trophy home for the first time since 2020. If Navy wins, it stays at the Air Force Academy because they would have all beat each other. So there's a lot on the line here, but the main thing is respect. Now, the Commander-in-Chief Trophy came along in 1972. Mr. Rutley, well, which it. academy Which academy has won the most Commander-in-Chief Trophies? Probably the Naval Academy. It would be the United States Air Force Academy. Oh, word. <laughs> oh, word. Yes, 21 times, Navy 16. Army nine. I just had, I was thinking Roger Staubach. You know, well, yeah. But, you know, so this game is America's game. This is the man's man's game. So, salute to you all. That's going to take the field tomorrow. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Have a good game out there and may the best team win. You know, so go Army beat go. Navy. I'm an army brat, so go army, beat navy. Now I want I want navy to win because you know then the air force get to keep the trophy. You know, plus uh, you know naval academy, Annapolis, Maryland. I was a little dumb kid that didn't know any better, and I thought navy was just another Maryland team. When I was growing up, you know, I was like, "Yo, that's the local team," and they're like, "That's the military." I'm like, "What's the military?" So you know, little, little dumb two five there, you know. <laughs> but but here we go. So last night. I came on these airwaves and I asked if we were going to have a nine to six game. And I should have known better because I even said in my own preview that the Steelers were 29th against the pass and the run. The Patriots were 23rd against the pass. So I should have known that points could be scored. And I even said, I even said that I did not think that Zeke Elliott was washed. I just think that he wasn't the Zeke Elliott that we've known. And then what he go do and get 140 scrimmage yards last night? Zeke is a big body. I think he just started running. He was taking that that, that bruising in, in Dallas. And it was like, I'm just going to keep his weight on and get strong. Because the first mm-hmm. time I seen him in the Patriot uniform, I thought it was an offensive lineman. <laughs> like they had the camera. They had the camera at like eye level. Like he was walking from like one of their buildings like to their practice oh, field. When I saw him in the Patriots uniform. I thought he was an Ewok wearing United States colors. Yo, I thought, my, I thought my man was playing tackle, not tackle football. <laughs> but yeah, so what about – hold on, before we get into this, you know, what about that uh false start call on the punt near the end of the game? Uh, I'm trying to think. Because when I saw it, I thought to myself, I've seen every long snapper do that. Like, all he did was come up. I've seen every long snapper do that. And he, he didn't even do it abruptly. He just lifted his head up and looked. Yeah, and they called that, which I thought was an offsides, you know. But well, well, the script, the script had New England jumping offsides <laughs> because everybody in the booth called the penalty on like Tavi forty eight. The rest called it on forty six, and after they called it, even the guys Kurt Hershey in the booth 
was like, yeah, you know, Tavi made the mistake. You know, they're going to give Pittsburgh the first down. And they were like, whoa, wait, hold on. They called it on Pittsburgh. I thought it was a bad call. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I, I'm a die on this hill. You had plenty of time to make plays. You can't let you can't put yourself in a position where a single bad call can disrupt your opportunity to win. Don't let a team that averages 12 points a game score that much on you. <laughs> score 21 points in the first half with a a backup quarterback. That's hey, you watch your mouth. 11. He's the best quarterback West on that Kentucky, roster. West Kentucky University stand Ooh, up. Go Tigers. But, <laughs> but it just. I, I remember watching because I was watching when I was out to dinner. So I was, I was at a, you know, sitting at the bar eating my food. So I was on the TV and then I left before the game ended. So I was watching the game. I was driving home. I was watching on my phone. So it was one, the the later series where Pittsburgh went for it. And I got my eyes closed because I'm thinking I'm not sleeping. It was fourth and one. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh called no this 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 mother thing real quick. Stop wasting your timeouts in the second half. And if like if you're established, just call an inside zone handoff run. That's it. Like if you have nothing else, don't waste the timeout in the second half in a highly contested game because you're gonna need it. And they needed it and they didn't have it because they got a first down. You get the ball reset. You got 25 seconds to get to play in and run it, and they had to call a timeout after a first down. Would be a good time but, for a fullback. So then they – uh, but they already had the first down. I'm talking about like it happened earlier. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you're just going to try to get, like, three or four yards real quick, just – Just real quick. To just the up back. Just yeah. boom. Let's, let's just get let's get three or four yards so we don't waste the timeout. Now we're in second and six. So fourth and one, their side of the field, they go for it, get it. Next, because, like, like I said, Trubisky wasn't moving the ball. Mm-hmm. So they got the first down, then they got seven yards in the next couple of plays, and then it was third and three. I'm like, it's third and three, plenty of time. I'm thinking like seven or eight minutes left, if not maybe like probably like seven, probably around seven minutes. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Somebody research it. You just went for it on fourth and one, basically eight yards back. So that means you're apt to go for it again on fourth and one if it happens again so on third and three mike what do you call him well i would have at least three plays in my mind so the first play is the little fake to the running back tight end just cut right over to the first down line you know depending on my running back you know, I may call six two, six two, six three and a half, two hundred. Yeah, we're going to push you forward and go forward on fourth down if we need to. That's there probably the number one. That's play. the play call. That's you the know? play call. And then the third play is a slant. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is your quarterback. So what's your play call? I'm, I'm giving them to the running back. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, I'm giving it. To... Okay, but this so is the, the problem. The, but this is the could... problem. This is the problem. This is the problem. Jalen Warren and Najee Harris combined. 19 rushes, 40 yards. That's because there's eight dudes in a box. I'm good with that. I think I can get three yards in this mm-hmm. situation to get me the first down because all I need is a new set of downs. New set of downs, new hope. Mm-hmm. I don't have any hope and or faith in Trubisky making a throw in a pressure situation. I don't think we've ever seen it. That last throw was wild. The the fourth and one, 
Mm-hmm. Because and like I said, they got the ball back. It just it just was so poorly. Yeah, I was like, yo, is that Josh Allen out there? It it made me. I was thinking like, is Tomlin out of touch and needs a more innovative offensive mind, a younger offensive mind? Yes. To, to match his his wisdom, yes. like, listen, I'm I'm the wisdom here, but I'm gonna trust your young. Like not even like just or, creative mind, like or, a North Turner kind of mind, a Schottenheimer kind of mind, like just somebody that's gonna come up a Shanahan kind of mind. Like Shanahan is, not, I think Shanahan is probably in his forties, or but like Pittsburgh just somebody stop, else. Or Pittsburgh needs to stop trying to be Green Bay Northeast, where they don't sign anybody. You know, they just hey, we're gonna draft them and we're gonna develop them and we're gonna coach them up. Sometimes you just need a playmaker. They, and that's the thing. They have offensive playmakers. It's just for some reason those play calls. I just I didn't have the faith in Trubisky that the offensive play caller had last night, and I don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. But the, but I feel the same way about Pickett. I just think they're all. But I don't I even. Know, yeah, I don't even know if they I win that game. Like I don't even know if they win that game if Pickett plays. I don't. I don't think. I don't think pick is the answer. I think it was a good I think it was a good pick because in a year where they didn't have many quarter highly rated mm. quarterbacks in the draft mm. to take a guy from your home team, you know him, he's been in the building, you know his coaches, you know his work mm-hmm. ethic or whatever. I think that was a good thing. It's just something about the way that they play. I think they always play like that. I think they just haven't evolved. They haven't evolved. just had that moxie to make the play. And then they had Antonio Brown. They had guys like, uh, what's the boy's name? Number 17, super fast. I think I had Mississippi State. Mike something. Uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I ain't got it. Then they had Martel. They had like Martellus Bennett. They, I mean, Antonio Holmes. Martavius Bryant. Yeah. Martavius Bryant. Yeah. They, they, they Mm -hmm. had like, playmakers on the edge very similar to the playmakers they have now it's just the schematics don't match but last night i would have gone especially in that fourth quarter i'm like listen let's just let's just use our our bravado our big backs our big linemen i think i heard him say something along the lines that they had four tight ends active for this game because they knew the quarterback can't throw it to wide receivers but yet they kept calling pass plays where he was throwing it downfield to wide receivers. Like right. the reason you brought four tight ends to this game, no one dresses four tight ends. The Kansas City Chiefs don't have four tight ends. The Los Angeles Chargers don't have four tight ends. The Buffalo Bills don't, don't bring four tight ends. The reason you brought four tight ends is because you knew you need your elementary level quarterback to have some easy throws and they, and they didn't play they well didn't call, until they, the end of the game either and they didn't call them until they were in the red zone going for two mm-hmm. like the little the little shovel pass like everyone knows you're going to frymouth everyone knows you're going to frymouth on a pass play just run the inside zone run get your running back running downhill four yards five yards behind the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. let them plow through your guard center, let them push their 600 pounds, 700 pounds almost of bass, followed by a 240 pound running back coming downhill. It's going to get you three yards if they yeah. just make that block. So it just, like I said, it just, 
I think it's I think it was a simple fix and they didn't take him. And now they have a bunch of questions to include is Tomlin the guy going forward. Unfortunately, I don't want I don't think he's doing a bad job. I just don't think that they have a an identity that matches with his skill set anymore. Right. That makes sense. You know, but he I just, can come to Atlanta. Now to, to get back to your coworker. You've read all that come on, like I'm putting it out here first. Mike Tomlin to Atlanta. To 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 to, go, to get back to your coworker or whoever that was, firing Mike Tomlin is not the answer. You know, uh one, he has the same amount of Super Bowls as Bill Cower. He has a better winning percentage than Bill Cower. You know, um, the Steelers are just in a transition where they might not have made the right decision at quarterback, which yeah, you know, last time I checked, Tomlin doesn't make that decision. You know, uh, they went nine and eight last year and had no reason to be nine and eight. You know, they were probably worse last year. Well, they were their offense was performing better, but overall as a team, you know, they weren't forcing the type of turnovers that they're getting this year and blocking punts and doing all uh, the TJ, TJ Watt missed a lot of games. Like mm-hmm. with him playing was yeah, we talked about his record. When their record mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Um, I, as far as the fire Mike Tomlin thing, like you know, as uh the odd couple would say, stop it. You know, like just th- why are we talking about this? All right, so you know, we already mentioned it in the intro. You know, bye week favorite by fourteen over the Commanders. So I think this is the week that Terry McLaurin gets loose. I think that they're going to call some routes to get him across the middle, you know, do some crosses with him and Jahan Dotson, maybe Curtis Samuel out of the backfield. I'm picking Washington over the bye week. Yo, what if if somebody gets suspended in the bye week? Does that mean the bye week one? (laughs) Yeah. Somebody get get caught gambling. It's like, well, the bye week beat Washington yet again. But, hey, this week, down in the Mecca, known as Atlanta, known as the Compressor. Yeah. The, bucket, the Buccaneers are coming through. First place is on the line. You guys going to hold serve? I'm just picking Atlanta because I'm an Atlanta fan. I have no reason to believe. Like, I watched that game. I watched the Jet game. Granted, it was outside. It was raining. But I've seen plenty of quarterbacks play outside and rain and throw the ball, throw it deep. These guys Atlanta, can catch. These uh, guys are professionals. They're just throwing did, a ball around. Did somebody get hurt last week? Like, was it Bates or uh, Trufant? no? I mean, it was Why no. It was uh, what was his name? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a uh, the linebacker number fifty three. I think oh, it's why Lannon. Did, why did I say Trufant? Wow, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, he I, got I gotta... hurt. <laughs> that 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 MetLife Field. I don't know if it's just a matter of because people are talking about MetLife Field as a place where people get hurt a lot or if it's just because it's, you know, right outside of New York and it's, it just draws a lot of attention. Of course. But yeah. back-to-back drives, a Jet player got hurt, and then the next drive, the Atlanta player got hurt. I didn't check the status, but it was a non-contact injury. He was down. Everybody was on the knee. The Jet player got carted off the field. He got helped off. I think his name's Landman. It can't be so, uh, any worse than FedEx Field, you know. I tell you that much. The, but. I think the stadium probably sucks, but FedEx Field is still grass, correct? Mm-hmm. The MetLife Stadium is that that artificial grass like, that we were dealing with on when we were, mm-hmm. at, when we were at Peterson with the, yeah. with the 
knuckles and the hot that was like melting on our hands and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Push-ups. They have that. I'm pretty sure it's a better version of that than what an right. air base gets, but it's just the better version. That's still nasty. Yeah, where well, you can just it's, it's an open stadium. Just put grass. Mm-hmm. Like it's if you were in a dome, I can understand because Arizona has it, but Arizona's on a, on a track and it goes out, mm-hmm. and then, like the, the track takes it so the grass, but it's still real grass that they put out under the sun and water, whatever. And that's in Arizona. So if you can manage grass in Arizona, you definitely can manage grass in East Rutherford, New Jersey, in an open stadium. And if you're worried about concerts, just build a platform, fiberglass platform that goes over it, and you put everything on top of that. Like, I mean, we have science for a reason. Use it. You have billions mm-hmm. of dollars and from this insurance company that's paying you with, with their name on it. Do it to it. Because, like, literally in the same same basic region where Jalen Phillips tore his Achilles, where Aaron Rodgers got hurt, where uh, the Jet player got hurt. Saquon Barkley got hurt there. Joey Bosa got hurt there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, granted, everyone isn't getting hurt, but it seems to be all too common. So I would I'm laughing that. because I'm laughing because Kawhi Leonard is six of eight from the field with 16 points, and the Jazz starters are seven of 21 with 19 points. Um, and by the way, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, OKC pulled that thing out. You know, yeah, I just watched Draymond cost Golden State that game again. Yep, yep, sure did. Did um, you see what he did? Mm-hmm. When he fouled, <laughs> yeah. Let him shoot the three. Like, yeah, why just, would you try to foul him? I think he was trying to get the foul. Maybe they had a foul to give. But like, you do that yeah. on the guy that's dribbling the ball, not a guy, yeah, not the who's guy in the shooting position, right? He so, plays uh, like a dude that hasn't been to six NBA finals. Well, I think he's like just. Old, tired, and frustrated. That's you know, his own he's just, fault. He's just his a grumpy old man. His own fault. Oh, I know, I know. Um, you know, thirty-five degrees, maybe a little windy because you know the moniker. But the Lions are going into Chicago. Wait, and did you pick was, Tampa Bay? No, I picked Atlanta. If okay. if if this was two or three weeks or two or three years ago, I probably picked the Bears to win this game solely. But who at quarterback? Huh? What a who at quarterback? What, what, Two, three what, years what, ago in Chicago. No, no, I'm just saying, like, like I'm getting to a point here. Yeah. Like, like, you know, but Detroit can run the ball now. This season, Detroit can run the ball. You know, they're fourth in the league in rushing. So the weather won't affect them in the way that it would have. Two to three years ago. The Bears, on the other hand, are third in the league in rushing. So who can establish the run? At the end of the day, Detroit's just better. Um, I know Chicago pulled out the win against Minnesota on Monday night, you know, when we saw them last, or at least when I think I can't even remember their game from last week. But I point think they being might have been on a bye last week. Yeah, yeah. So the last time we saw them, but point being, I'm taking Detroit. Chicago is still still not necessarily winning these games because Chicago's they are taking awful. the games. They're winning they the game. Awful. They won that they, game because they, Minnesota gave it to them. They're, they are part of that same combination that we talked about. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or we just talked about it in a conversation where I think the coaches, the offensive coaches, because the NFL likes points and people can say it's fantasy football or whatever, everyone likes offensive touchdowns and big plays. 
And the best big play you can get on defense is a pick six. So they still right. want points, you know, like right. a good sack or a good pass defense where you were beaten and then you recover. That is a great play because you're on an island as a defensive back. And if you get beat and recover and still deflect the ball, like you literally save the touchdown. That's exciting to the defensive mm-hmm. staff, mm-hmm. but not to the fan. And I think yeah. a lot of these coaches – and a lot of these offensive play callers think that they just have it because the league wants it. And it's like, no, what you are doing is awful. As a fan, <laughs> I like to sit at home. I like to sit like I've never been a defensive coordinator. I didn't play any high level of football. I just watched the games and I look and I was like, I could defend. I could come up with a scheme to stop most of these offenses. Like realistic, like I wholeheartedly believe because they don't do they don't use their weapons properly. Chicago started this year with Claypool, who runs about six four two thirty. He gone. Uh, Mooney, uh, yeah, Mooney in the slot. Who is he's like your him on a linebacker, him on a safety is a mismatch on any kind of option route, any kind of deep crossing route, any even an out route, even a simple out route where he gives him a little shimmy, stabs it inside, and then goes, cuts out. There's no safety that can keep up with him. And then you have DJ Moore, who's the number one wide receiver, who recorded a few years ago in the game against Atlanta. He recorded the fastest, like just like DK Metcalf last week, the fastest mm-hmm. speed in a touchdown. I think his was like 21 or 22 miles an hour himself. So that's what you start. And then you got Cole Komet in the, in the middle. And Justin Fields, who's a running threat, and he's big, six three and a half. 230. That's your offensive core. They should be nine and four. And they never not none of their play calls look as if they had that kind of talent or that size. Their, or that their play advantage. call looked like they uh they got Pittsburgh's offense. Their their play call didn't look like and, they were a college team playing playing and, up. It feels just bails them out, you know, when he's not fumbling. Yeah, so but yeah, I got Detroit though. Yeah, I got Detroit, Chicago. Like, they should just stop. They should literally just stop winning games. They should put Justin oh, Fields might, on ice. They ain't, ain't going to have much Tyler, Put Bajan <laughs> in. See what you have in him because you're going you're gonna to draft Caleb Williams number one overall. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got a competent backup. If you get him some reps over the last few games, and then if you stay at four, because if you keep losing games, you'll be at four. Three or four. If you want a couple, you might end up between five and seven. Mm-hmm. So stay. Try to stay at one with with a Carolina's pick, and four with your own pick. Get Caleb Williams. And if Marvin Harrison Jr. declares for the NFL draft, as we all suspect, try to make a move to where you get him. Maybe if you got to put DJ Moore in a deal to to move him around, whatever you got to do, start a real rebuild. Get rid of your coach. Get rid of the defensive head coach. It's not doing any good. Mm-hmm. Get you a good offensive play caller. Even if you have to like coax them out of college, if you gotta, you gotta fleece them from another team. Go get. I mean, I know Kellen Moore had a good chance to really audition for a head coaching job, but what they're doing in, in LA is probably not healthy. Um, but yeah, Detroit definitely is going to win this game simply because Chicago might be better off just losing anyway. Well, you know, like um, 
it's so crazy too because like I want to watch Chicago. Like I want to like, you know what I mean? They like, have they have the pieces to be entertaining. They have the pieces to be like I don't know what record I predicted this year. I can check my notes, but I was optimistic because mm-hmm. I thought I thought they put Carolina through the ringer in that trade deal. I thought they made a. I thought they stood strong, mm-hmm. and was like, "Yo, you know, like a lot of say, art of good business is you know being a good middleman, and it's not a really, it's not a good deal if one person feels like they won." I was like, Chicago has to feel like they won that deal. Because not only they got they got the picks, they got DJ unless, Moore, they got the move down, and still got there. It just I felt like unless Bryce Young turnaround, unless Bryce Bryce Young. Turns into Pat Mahomes mini, which is that's, that's how that's how the Bears should feel. Um, you know, uh, thirty-two for thirty-seven, three hundred fifty-four yards, and after all that, I'm still, I'm still picking, picking the Colts, it. I'm still picking the Colts to beat the Bengals. <laughs> I'm still picking Indy also. I knew I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, like I just that was one of those games. You know, it was the game of a lifetime. You know, he can't replicate that. You know, uh, Gardner Minshew has filled in and, you know, Shane Steichen, you know, we're seeing Philadelphia now, you know, we've talked about that, you know, how Philadelphia's offense looks and the conductor is now in Indianapolis. So, uh, so the Colts have a chance to be in first place this week when it's all said and done, because, you know, of course, you know, we'll get to Jacksonville in a minute, you know, um, Houston should win. So, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll get there. Um, but I'm picking the Colts. You know, I like what they're doing. You know, um, he's my coach of the year so far. You know, unless, you know, the media try to sneak it for Mike McCarthy. But, you know, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Mike McCarthy is in that same boat we talked about with Dak. Is like the expectations are always so high that the you don't really evaluate what's actually happening. Because the last two years, not counting this year, Mike McCarthy is 24 and 10. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Yep. So I don't know if the media is lying to me. I don't know if people are being told certain things. But word on the street is Trevor Lawrence is a game time decision. And for some reason, I refuse to believe that. Absolutely. I saw it. I saw it happen <laughs> live. Yeah, I refuse to believe that. Um, yeah, the the Browns... 330 pound man stuff on your right ankle. With yeah. his right foot and bend you right. halfway over while you were getting landed on by somebody else, and you couldn't, you couldn't do it. You couldn't get through the tunnel. You They're know, not by even back his shoulder pads. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna still pick Jacksonville over Cleveland, and it's solely because Joe Flacco is the quarterback of Cleveland. Now, I will admit, I will admit, he did throw some good balls last week, so to speak. Pause, all that stuff. Um, he made, he threw he made some good passes last week, especially for a guy that was sitting on his couch the week before. So um, Cleveland is not dead, you know. As we stand, they are seven and five. You know, the Steelers are seven and six, and the Bengals are six and six. So Cleveland is still in line for the playoffs. So they need this win. Jacksonville, we talked. You know, I just talked about it. You know, uh, Houston and Indianapolis both seven and five. Only a game back. So any slip-ups for Jacksonville, and it can go awry real quick depending on how long Trevor Lawrence is out. Yeah. The irony of this season that I think is very exciting, I think, like we talked about college football, I think it's very exciting. I think the NFL has been very exciting. 
But when you look at the records, a lot of them are just like mediocre at best. Yeah. So many yeah. teams are mediocre. And some of those teams are leading, like I said, you know, you got Atlanta leading the division, the whole NFC South, nine and eight, maybe eight, nine might win that division. Uh, if you look at the AFC East, Miami's going to run away with it, but then you're going to get a wild card. I think it might be an AFC wild card. That's probably could potentially be eight and nine more like <laughs> yeah they're gonna be, they're gonna be like a struggle nine and eight like buffalo is gonna end up nine well buffalo yeah has like not look like a playoff team all year long but they're gonna get in at nine and eight so like it's it's just well, very yeah just weird. looking at it right now cleveland, just at- cleveland cleveland being seven and five at this point of the year should be it when you just broke down the jacksonville cleveland jacksonville quarterback wow Cleveland seven and five. I don't know the last time Cleveland's been seven and five after twelve games. Well, Maybe well, looking at this right now, like, looking at this, nah, right now, I don't want to pick them because. So, so here, here, here's your AFC. I'm gonna stop at. I'll stop at the Raiders. They're right? about twelve, right? So, so, so here we go. Uh, no, the Raiders are ninth, but, but, but here we go. I'm gonna just go through this real quick. So, obviously, you got the division leaders. But even as the division leaders, Jacksonville and Kansas City are both eight and four, right? So Cleveland, seven and five. Indy and Houston, seven and five. Pittsburgh, seven and six. Denver, six and six. Cincinnati, six and six. Buffalo, six and six. Chargers, five and seven. Raiders, five and seven. That's your AFC playoff race. And oh, by the way, just in case you were wondering, Jets and Titans are four and eight. (laughs) So they're, they're still not necessarily out of it. You know, depending on how these next few weeks go, they just don't have the elements to really, right, to really oh, be a factor. The Chargers, the Chargers gave away a game or two throughout the year. Well, I was going to get to that. We'll go, we'll go out of order real quick because yeah. the Chargers played Denver this week. So um, I know in the preseason, I was higher on the Chargers than you. You were a little more higher on Denver. You know, uh, but for the Chargers, this is lights out. You know, if they don't win this game on Sunday. You know, I'm not saying Staley's going to get fired Monday. He should have been fired probably four or five weeks ago. But right, he should have been fired two. He should have been fired not last season. He should have been fired before. when they won. He should have been fired when they beat Minnesota. He should have still been just fired. for going for it. Yeah, he should have been fired then. But uh, but yeah, I, so I'm picking the Chargers to win just because I feel that their lives are on the playoff lives are on the line. Yeah, but I Denver's haven't seen offense, any anything from them ever that that replicates their well, play that goes commiserate with their intensity. I just well, don't Denver, see intensity. Like I don't see Denver any fire out of do, Justin Herbert ever, ever. Denver Have you ever seen anything, any fire out of him? Denver doesn't do anything that resembles offense. You know, like it's the same thing I said about the bears. If Russell Wilson isn't saving them by scrambling around, keeping the play alive, running for the first down, they're inept. So that's their offense, though. But but but, but that's the, that's the thing. I don't know how many points they're going to put up on the Chargers. But think about think about that's the thing. The Broncos have talent on offense. Definitely, it's not, flu- it's not fluid, but mm-hmm. it exists. And because of that, Russell Wilson is among the quarterback leaders in touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think it's like I think at this point it might be like twenty touchdowns and four picks, somewhere in that in that general range. Twenty two touchdowns, four picks, some something like that. And it has been like that every week. He hasn't thrown for over two hundred yards in a few weeks. If maybe last week at Houston he did, but I, 
I just don't feel like I never felt like the Sean Payton offense was 21 and seven. 21 is okay. It was 20, it was 20 and four going into Houston. Okay. So I think he went one touchdown, three picks last week okay. or something along those lines. So 20 and seven. Some I don't know how many quarterbacks have thrown this year has been really odd. As far yeah, this as this year like has been down. really, really awkward. Like, I wonder, I wonder if that's the effect of the preseason. Nah, I think it's more nobody's of the, playing of the in preseason anymore. I think it's the I think it's the playmakers that they put on defense. I think like we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. You have a lot of hybrid guys playing linebacker, a lot of guys who could be safeties, who could be corners. Like the guys probably start off at college as a corner, maybe wide receiver mm-hmm. corner. Then he comes in NFL early on. He's lined up as a safety, and they're like, listen, man, put on 15 more pounds and play like this hybrid safety linebacker position. Mm-hmm. You have guys like Miles Garrett. You have guys like Miles Garrett being, uh, and then you have other defensive ends willing to be the opposite bookend. So you have Jerry Smith, you got Chase Young and Bosa. You have a lot of teams that you think about Josh Allen and and, and Trayvon. What's the guy in, in Jacksonville? So Josh Allen, the defensive end, forty. Walker. Trayvon Walker. Mm-hmm. So you have your draft like teams are drafting that to have two bookend hybrid just six four six five defensive ends. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of trouble. And then you you keep it simple in the middle. You just get a big big guy Calais. Campbell. How many so how many quarterbacks do you think have ten touchdowns? I mean, I'm sorry, twenty touchdowns right now. Twenty passing or twenty total. Twenty passing. Twenty passing touchdowns. How many quarterbacks? <laughs> 12. I kind of gave it away with my question because I slipped up, but 10. 10? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't hear the slip up. I just knew yeah. that because because I was looking at it because, you know, I'm, I'm big on the whole MVP odds and mm-hmm. how I don't like how it's basically a quarterback, you know, award. And I was when the MVP odds, probably like week six or seven when they started to kind of ramp up and people mm-hmm. were moving. I was like, these quarterbacks that are moving – Kirk Cousins had like 18 touchdowns, like three or four picks when he got yeah, injured. Yeah, I think he, I think he still, he still the first he week still, that he was out. Yeah, he was still. The he leader. still was like third or fourth, you know, in in mm-hmm. passing touchdowns after a couple of weeks after his injury. And then you have guys like Tyreek Hill who are out here getting 145 yards a week, and mm-hmm. you know AJ Brown four or five games in a row. CD Lamb, mm-hmm. 125 yards in in a touchdown. It was like five three or four games in a row. It was like, that was a record, but none of these guys are moving up the MVP ladder. Chris McCaffrey was going to touch down every single game, but yet Brock Purdy was moving up the ladder. So it just, so I was really yeah. into that stat when, right. so like I said, either it's just a matter of the wide receivers are starting to get paid. So you can't keep them with the, you can't pair them up with a good quarterback. That's expensive. So you have Tua and Tyreek, but two is cheap. You have mm-hmm. Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert, but I think Keenan Allen's cheap. You got Garoppolo and Devontae Adams, but Garoppolo's cheap. And he so ain't playing. <laughs> you should have a better company, but Josh Allen leads the league in total touchdowns as a quarterback. He has to find digs. So 
it's just now that the players, the money, the way the money's being dispersed, I just think you're not getting you're not gonna have Patrick Mahomes and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams getting sixteen million dollars a year, Patrick Mahomes getting thirty-five to thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. Like these wide receivers are getting twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, mm-hmm. thirty million dollars. So it's got I think it's gonna because ultimately you could probably cover most of these other guys. At the outside of your top 10, like Garrett Wilson's a very, very, very good wide receiver. He's just very good. Atlanta pretty much handled him. He's not he's not breaking down your coverage. Justin Jefferson's breaking down your coverage. Jamar Chase is breaking down your coverage. Jordan Addison's yeah. breaking down your coverage. Jordan Addison. But Jamar Chase hasn't gotten paid yet. T. Higgins, mm-hmm. they were already talking about this last season before they came to this season mm-hmm. that they weren't going to be able to keep Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. So yeah, next Higgins year. the odd man out. So next year, Higgins is probably going to be gone. And then might, Jamar Chase. He might need to go to be, Chicago. He might be up for some, like, he's going to be, T. Higgins is going to be up for some good money. Oh, because, yeah. Like, Kansas City doesn't have a single, like, threat, but they're going to have to figure out a way. How do we, what, what, what can we pay him? Because I don't know if he right. can demand, I don't know if he can demand Devontae Adams money because he doesn't have that production because Joe Burrow got hurt, but he's not going to be able to get, nearly the amount of money he probably wants from Cincinnati because Jamar Chase is going to be like, listen, look at my resume over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Pay me what Devonta Adams is getting because I'm your franchise guy. You can't keep us both. Right. You're already paying Joe Burrow 250 260 Baltimore doesn't even have a franchise wide receiver because they right. – So I think that lends itself more to why teams aren't scoring a lot of points because – I don't have to guard anybody else. Look at L.A. You got Cooper Cup, but they can't pay anybody else. Mm-hmm. So defensively, their I'm defense they didn't trade the all the time. I'm surprised too, but that's that was their only. That's the only thing they have. That's the only combination they have is the Cooper right. Cup. They thought Puka, you know, was going to be it, but I'm like, yo, you can't replace what Cooper Cup's giving you over the last three or four years right. and what he's given the NFL over the last four Especially or five. Especially with a rookie, with but. A rookie. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to spend any time at all. I'm just going to say Saints and Texans. You know, it sounds like Derek Carr. Houston. It oh, sounds Saints like Dirt. and Texans? No, no, the Saints and uh, Panthers. Playing the Panthers. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr is expected to start. You know, there was some question about that. Taysom Hill is questionable. Uh, Rashid. Shahid. <laughs> Shahid. Yeah, it's just it's hard to say because it's, it's you like, knew that so, like your parents listen y'all knew that when y'all gave birth to that boy that his last name was Shahid. you could have given any other yeah. name at least like my man and when he was playing Amir. Duke, my man he's my name my man Rashid name was Suleiman you know what I mean but uh yeah. so uh Rams we talked about this the other day a lot better than we thought that it, that they were gonna be oh yeah man I had my three and 14. they're gonna walk into my hometown and get a win I'm gonna trust Baltimore because mm-hmm. I think they I think they just keep it simple. I think because as we just talked about, you know, you know, ad nauseum about the offense and not having weapons. Baltimore uses the weapons, quote unquote, that they have as best of their ability. But what they use mostly is like their culture. They just keep they just keep their culture on the field. They <laughs> Baltimore just Baltimore guy hate culture. <laughs> they just get they just it, and honestly that's what it is. I think Lamar even recognized like you know what. Let's just go out here and win this game. 
Like well, you, Odell Beckham's like getting open, Bateman's like getting open. I don't have Andrews. That's like if I go thirteen for twenty six, it is what it is. But let's let's get this win. Well, for me, it's the Rams flying cross country with Baltimore coming off a of bye. You know, uh, that's the first thing that came to my mind when I looked at the schedule. Uh, it's a one know, o'clock game too, right? You no, know, yeah, because you gotta look at the schedule. And as I was looking at the schedule, I saw a stat. You know, just playing around on the internet. You know, um, hit me with the stat of the day. Matt Stafford is the only quarterback out of 39 who have thrown at least 100 passes that has not fumbled the ball. I saw that today, too. That changes this weekend. Uh, so I got Vikings over the Raiders. You know, both teams trying to stay alive. Minnesota probably has a better chance to get to the playoffs, but we can't deny that the Raiders have looked like a different team under Antonio Pierce. I'm not saying that they're good, Funny but they look like but they look like they Funny give effort. They, 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 they look Jets, like they give the effort Jets now. Score, if the Jets score two touchdowns out of their six red drawn trips, was, they was lose that, if, that game. If, 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 if was a fifth? <laughs> I mean, Zach Wilson stepped out of bounds on one of his touchdown runs. He literally <laughs> ran like 30 yards. Like, I get it. It looks like a rejuvenated. It looks like they group. got effort. I'm not saying that they're good. I'm not saying that they're going to go on a run. They just play we, with effort we, now. We use the Air Force a lot. If you didn't train for your PT test, right, <laughs> and after the – and it's a six laps, you know, you got your mile and a half. I don't know what it is now they change it, but back in our day, back in the old old head day, it's a mile and a half. Still a mile and a half. Mile and a half. <laughs> so after the third lap, somebody give you a Gatorade and you chug that Gatorade and you just you look great on that fourth lap. But you're not prepared to run the six laps. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna look dope because you got that little surge because somebody gave you a little lemon lime Gatorade in a cup. Oh, that's what people was but, doing. Now, I'm just saying, like, if, you, if somebody just, like, you know, sometimes you get people to help you, your coworkers come out there because you always struggle. That's what the Raiders are. You got the little <laughs> joke. Somebody gave you a little cup of Gatorade. The weather's nice. Yeah, it's, a, it's an oddly warm day in November. You can run around and take this test. But when it comes down to it, when laps five and six come around, that cramp hits. It's just, it was cute for a minute. You thought you had a chance, but you're just ill-prepared. And I think I the Raiders it. are ill-prepared. So I take it that you're taking Minnesota as well. Yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota. <laughs> all right, here we go. You know, we all in life, no matter who you are, even Mr. Logical, Absolutely. we all have some kind of weak spot. And my weak spot is crazy football coaches that say the wildest shit that they could get their brains to come up with. I didn't even look into this because I want I wanted to talk about it with you because I want I knew you were gonna break it down. Yes. What what did he what happened? So, <laughs> I gotta pull this up and get the quote, man. I can't even do it justice. But you know, I, but let me continue. So so you know, we all have our weak spots, we all make decisions that we aren't necessarily proud of. We come back, you know, after the fact and we're like, what was I thinking? You know, and that's where I find myself right now picking the Buffalo Bills to go into Arrowhead for the second year in a row and beating the Kansas City Chiefs because I'm just not there with Kansas City right now. You I'm know, I'm torn uh, as well. I'm, I'm <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I haven't made my mind up yet. I think I'm gonna make it up after we have this conversation. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm just. That's where I am right now. You know. Um, mm -hmm. 
So, so basically, the point that he was trying to make, um, I don't want to search forever, but basically, uh, he was trying to make the comment of the 9 11 hijackers oh my God, had to come disgust together, disgust me just hearing and, it, yes, and work together so well to pull this off. So, why not us? Is basically kind of where he was going at from. coaching a team in New York State. In New York State. Uh-huh. 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 I was talking to Chris. Shout out to Chris. Um, and I said to him, I'm like, yo, he could have used SEAL Team Six as his example because catching Ben Laden for years seemed like it was impossible. Like that would have been a better and more useful and more relatable teamwork uh reference analogy. And he hit me mm -hmm. back. He was like, I said the same thing to my wife. He could have just used SEAL Team 6. Why would you use? So so, so here's here's part of the quote. So he, the message was, we need to come together. You know, so some of the sources that, you know, were in this report said that he cited the hijackers as a group of people that were able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks to perfection. One by one, he started asking the players in the room, what tactics do you think they use to come together? <laughs> oh, yo, man. yo, I do not, I do not, I repeat, I do not want any of whatever he was smoking that day. <laughs> man, I drink. Well, he, he must have had that. And I've been toes. in some situation where I know I've crossed the line with some of the stuff I've said under the influence of alcohol. And I'm a bit of a, uh, <laughs> I could be a bit abrasive in arguments. So I know I might have pushed the boundaries with my, you know, I might have insulted someone's intelligence from time to time. I'm not going to lie. I've never said anything this dumb in my life. Yo, like he must have had. I've been legally drinking for 23 years. He must have had some of that font toe that uh, Nas wanted from Hit Boy on Full Circle, you know. <laughs> I don't want none of that, but like, I'm literally, if you're gonna associate terrorism and teamwork, just use Sil Team Six or Pat Tillman or anything else in the history of just, American War, just not use, the 9 11 hijackers. Just use Israel and everybody will clap for you. Um, so, so, so Buffalo, it has to be better than 9 11 attackers. So, Buffalo went into Arrowhead last year and won 24 to 20. That was coming off the heels of the infamous playoff game that changed the overtime rules. And the Bills haven't won a playoff or an overtime game since. You know, um, this is a must win for both teams. I know Kansas City is in first place, I know that they're two games up on Denver, but. The way that they've looked the last couple of weeks, you know, the drop on Monday Night Football, getting manhandled by Green Bay last week, you know, this is they have to come out. And they got they got out swagged by Green Bay. Yes, sure. they need to come out and out coach, but they get definitely got out swagged. Like yeah. they played, they played with a Kansas City swag. That they, pass they, that Jordan Love threw up in the middle of the field and the triple coverage and the cover three to to Dobbs, vintage Mahomes, vintage it, back foot. It, he out there somewhere. But, you know, so this is the question that I have. I feel that if Buffalo wants them, short, quick passes will be there to be had. But will Josh Allen take Won't them? Throw him. That's the Won't question. Throw him. That's the question. Won't throw him. You know, um, no, 
our guy, our guy, Sports Reports is ordered favorite player. Pacheco is out. You know, that's going to be tough. You know, and as is, you know, Buffalo's top five in the league, 4.4 yards per carry, Kansas City 4.3. You know, um, I think that Kansas City's defense is good enough to keep Buffalo's offense at bay. I just don't know with the way that Kansas City, especially in the second half, they uh, they are last in the league in fourth quarter points per game. And we all remember they went scoreless in that second half against Miami. They went scoreless three weeks in a row, and I think they got one well, score there you in go. the second half like last week. Yeah. They, they haven't looked good. I mean, short of like just giving the ball to Kelsey as a fullback, I don't know what else you could do. I want to pick them just because I'm picking them because just because it's Arrowhead, right? Right. And just right, because, right. like I said, like we're going to finish up this. this would podcast. you pick Kansas City? Would you pick Kansas City if Joe Burrow was coming in there this week? <laughs> it's probably, <a> not. <laughs> probably not. I, I probably like a healthy Burrow. I would pick them, but, uh, but I'm probably going to after this podcast finish recording. I'm going to turn my chair, grab my Xbox controller, play a little Madden. Oh, I'm definitely even getting on NCAA 14. Even guys who play with Buffalo on Madden don't throw it short. <laughs> like, I'm not even – it's, it's hilarious. It's it's, they're like, oh, he has a cannon. I just play cover three. <laughs> I play cover three. I spy Josh Allen, and he'll roll out, and he'll try to throw it deep. And my spy will be like, all right, he's rolled out far enough. And the, the spy come down. And I just lurk with the safety or defensive end out the other end. But everybody throws it deep. Mm-hmm. Nothing across the middle. It's just deep. All, all deep. deep shots. All, the time. all game. Fourth <laughs> and one, he's going deep. So it's like even the fans and the people who play the game take on identity. Josh Allen's not going to throw short passes. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City gets up 10 0. They, they could discombobulate completely on the sideline. I don't know how violent unless, unless they've been studying the terrorist. I mean, I don't want to say it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't want to get this. I don't want to get this. I mean, I, guess, I mean at, least, at least, at least, uh, Sean McDermott didn't tell Josh Allen, you're a weapon of mass destruction, act like it. You know, like he he could have went that route, you know. But anyway, we're gonna move on from that. Yeah, we're gonna get canceled. As I as I feel myself as I feel myself getting sick to my stomach. I feel myself getting sick to my stomach deep in my bowels because I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys. I'm picking Dallas to beat Philadelphia. It's with a sad heart that I come to you like this. Um, Dallas has a 14-game home winning streak, including 6-0 at home this year, outscoring their opponents at home this year by an average of 41-16. to uh, Philadelphia, like you mentioned, discombobulated. Jalen Hurts just hasn't looked right all season. You know, uh, they should have lost to Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. You know, uh, they came out last week. San Francisco just put the hurt on them, and they could be the, bored. They could be. They very well they could, could be. They, in Dallas, could be, Dallas could, could wake so them up. Talented that they don't. Ha- they know the answers to the exam 
So that it's going to show up. Seeing seeing that star and, could wake them up. You know, it could wake potentially, them up. Potentially, but Dallas hasn't beaten a team with the above 500 record all year. And they lost to Arizona early this year to give Arizona their first win, which mm-hmm. knocked me out of my survivor pool. So, <laughs> so, so, so which I'm, team I'm is going to get the start? That's the question for me. Which question is going to get off to the good start? Because they both are league leaders. Like you know, I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say Philly. I'm gonna say Philly. Philly? I, I got Philly. I trust. I trust their two big play wide receivers. Not that I don't think Dallas wide receivers are good. I just think that what Philly does offensively, running the ball, controlling the line of scrimmage, Jalen Hurts doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. He stays very even keeled. The team, be, I won't say behaves, the team takes on that same kind of moxie. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dallas, you can kind of see the ebbs and flows of all the emotions you see in a Jerry Jones. If if they miss a field goal and they pan up to Jerry Jones in the box, he has like a very like visceral reaction to it. Mm-hmm. No matter, it could be in the second quarter. They could be up 7-3 and they just need to kick this field goal to go up 10-3 and they'll miss it and he'll do like one of these, like he'll like hit the desk, and, you know, or like somebody on the sidelines, like, you know, just like that whole, the whole here we go again was me mm-hmm. kind of reaction. And I don't really see that in Philly. That's why they were able, because after 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 the after Buffalo went up three, Stefan Diggs was doing this to the Eagle sideline. Like, your dog, it's a minute and 27 seconds left. It's not 27 seconds left. And even with that, you guys had a lead of three points. With 13 seconds left <laughs> a year and a half ago. So it's just like you 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 have to, and I think for some reason, I think there's like a lack of maturity on you know in, in certain situations. So whereas Philly has that maturity. Mm-hmm. Well, you the know, coach doesn't to, have it at all, but the quarterback be, does. And I think people rally around the quarterback. You know, it sucks to be Jerry Jones, you know, in that way, because you know, he watched Philly win a Super Bowl. Some years ago, he watched Philly go to the Super Bowl last year, and his Arkansas Razorbacks ain't been shit since. Uh, yeah, there you go. You know, uh, so <laughs> Dolphins over the Titans. You know, I don't need to waste a lot of time on that either. You know, that goes without saying. Then Monday True. night, Monday night, I got confused because I thought that Miami and Tennessee was Monday night. But I guess it's Green Bay and the Giants. I didn't even have Miami and Tennessee written down. Must have missed Uh-oh. it. Yeah, I missed. I missed Green Bay and the Giants. But uh, but yeah, That's so the I'm Monday like, game. Yeah, I'm going Green Bay. Uh, but I was tempted to pick the Giants, but I just couldn't get there. I think Jordan loves on a roll. He's hitting his groove now. People here um, love the story. Tommy yeah. DeVito, local kid. He literally grew up ten minutes from the stadium. Getting the start, I think people in Jersey because you know Giants fans know the season's over. They knew it was over when Daniel Jones hurt his neck and then came back and then went towards ACL. I knew, they knew it was the over as soon as Daniel Jones threw his first pass of the season. I knew it was over when they didn't <laughs> get Saquon Barkley twenty two million dollars. It's like, oh well, yeah, yeah, there's that too. You know, there's so, that too. Um, you know, but local kid, literally from down the street from the stadium, still stays at his mom's crib. She cooks him. Mm-hmm. Italian food or whatever the case. 
So I think the Giants fans is kind of like just holding on to that. Green Bay looked very good. Matt LaFleur seemed to get his swag back last week with his play calling. Um, not sure about Chris Watkins with the hamstring. Like I said, I've never been fast enough to pull a hamstring, so it must be terrible for your body to betray you such a way. Yeah, those uh, what those uh. Uh, uh, soft, soft tissue. Injury. Yeah, there you go. I was that, waiting that, for that it. Was, that was that was my shock uh, phrase earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll take I'll take Green Bay. I like the way Jordan Love is playing. I'm sick of people keep trying to compare him to Aaron Rodgers to make it seem like he learned so much from Aaron Rodgers. Just let him be Jordan Love. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, but those are our picks for this week. Let us know in the comments what you agree with, what you disagree with. Let's go to war. Let's talk about this. You know, not really go to war. I'm not on no Sean McDermott shit. You know, I'm just saying. I know. can't believe of all the <laughs> examples. I mean, you could have used the Temptations, the Jackson Five. You could have used NSYNC. You could have used any group combination ever that was successful. And you, you know, decided to use the dudes that literally just have had us in war. Next thing you know, next thing you know, uh, Diggs is going to be getting up talking about nobody saying like Stefan Diggs. Oh you know God. what I'm saying? So, yeah, so as you see it on the screen, it's time to talk about the thing that um, I guess Mr. Logical likes. So let's talk about this in-season tournament. Uh, this is something that I heard because, you know, we don't talk about LeBron a lot in our podcast. Let's do it. Let's talk do. about LeBron because he was awesome last well, night. And go, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about this ridiculous question that. If the Lakers would have won this end season tournament, <laughs> yeah, where does that where does that blah 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 for LeBron? Jordan blah, never blah, had blah, a blah. Never, he never won it. Jordan never had I was like, oh my god, are we are we this? Is this what we're doing? I'm you know so what I thought about last night? I thought about you actually. Can we talk about Tyrese Halliburton out here killing the Eastern Conference? Well, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. But I was I was thinking about you last night because you know LeBron. Um, did his magical thing you know he had uh 35 and 5 in 23 minutes nobody has ever done that before even though why like, they I'm, keep mentioning stuff like that i don't know because i'm sure Jokic had a triple double that was like in like 12 minutes or something crazy like had that, a triple double ago. the other night and didn't play the fourth quarter yeah and it happened so, so so like lebron um i wonder i wonder to some degree and I'm not questioning him as a competitor, but I wonder if he's putting so much into this in-season tournament because he knows they aren't going to win the real tournament. I Honestly, I don't think that's the case. I think it's a matter of... And they haven't even lost a game yet. I think he really likes just being better than everybody else has been in the league this entire time he's been in the league. I think he enjoys that every night since 2003 i've been better than most of you okay and okay i was waiting for you i was about to jump on you i was waiting yeah like i mean early <laughs> on like obviously he didn't come out the gate he wasn't better than kobe first out the gate he wasn't better than tim duncan first out the gate but when he hit his stride it was like i'm just better than all of you and no one can really argue that. Like, yeah, Steph Steph has has a nice little run where he got a few rings. I'm, no, I'm no, no, it. we're not considering him we're, for this. You know, we're not. No, I'm not going. I'm not going bananas. But he just yeah, knows. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He's like, I'm. 
I have the most points all time, most minutes all time. I'm gonna be the only dude. I'm the only dude with like twenty thousand points, ten thousand rebounds. Nobody has tied their shoes on the court more than me. Nobody you know, put no, their fingernails on the court I mean, more than me. He's in he's in year twenty one. I think he just knows. And and like you gotta keep in mind, like these young dudes keep coming at him. Four or five years ago, guys were coming at LeBron four, five, six, seven years ago that aren't in the league anymore, <laughs> or not, or definitely not. Hey, in you know who's coming at LeBron? Anymore. You know who's coming at LeBron? Ime Udoka is coming at LeBron, and he had more points his rookie <laughs> year than Ime Udoka had his whole career. So it's like you know he has that. So it's like crying like bitches. And then, <laughs> and then on top of that, you know, so I think it's just one of those things where. I think he just really wants to just ride this out because mm-hmm. you know what you know you we got to the end of retirement you got to 17 18 years and we were talking about what we wanted to do after like 22 years like i want to be a first charge i want this and it's like right i keep going but the air force is like listen we need a 14 year master sergeant to take these jobs you guys are 18 i right. think i was 19 years when I interviewed to be a first sergeant. 18, 19 years. I think like that. It was like they took the guy who was at 16 years. Because mm-hmm. they can guarantee he's gonna more return on investment. More return. He's gonna get at least four years. Me, I could I could have clicked the button one year after being a shirt because there's no retainability re- requirement after I hit 20 to do whatever I want. So they took the guy who was at 16 years, you know. So I think he's looking at like, yeah, I'm at 21 years in this league. Maybe he plays next year and Bronny gets on the team somehow. Well, I was just going to say that. Together. Shout out to Bronny. He's going to play this weekend. You know, Sunday he'll make his debut. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, glad to see him back. You know, um, first, Did they move the game so that LeBron could play in the tournament and go see the game? I don't know, and I don't because I heard something that he was like gonna miss. Yeah, he game. said. Yeah, he said he he would miss a game to go see that, but I don't give a fuck. We talking about yeah. basketball right now. Fuck all that. Up. But anyway, so <laughs> talking about family, I'm leaving. We I'm talking about basketball. You talking about family? Yeah, talking about family. Listen, you know, I was but, a boy uh, reading books to my son over Zoom in his whole class. So, but yo, <laughs> I understand. I still don't family. like the in season tournament, um, but I will. You know, I will say two things, you know, according to Brian Sampson over at Forbes, the Friday night games, the ratings went up 24% from last season at this time. So, okay. Um, second thing. That's substantial. It is. It's it's very substantial. Um, second thing is that they probably got as perfect of a final four as they could have without manipulating anything. You got LeBron James, you got Giannis, you got Tyrese Halliburton, you know, who in this tournament is averaging 28 points, five boards, 13 assists, you know, two st- basically two steals. His shooting 51%. Nuts. His yeah. parents were going nuts in the stands last night. That's dope. Shooting, shooting 51% from the floor, you know, as a point guard, you know, and Zion. So, you know, like you got the best. Don't, don't sweat on Brandon Ingram. <laughs> you Mr. Got, Sleepy you, Adam stuff. You, you got basically almost the best Final Four you could have got, not including like, you know, if you would have got the Warriors against the Lakers or well, if you would have got, got the defending champions. Yeah, you would have got the defending champion Nuggets. Or if you had a Lakers. Imagine if we had a Lakers-Celtics final. 
You know what I mean? Like that would just yeah. make so much sense with the history it would of just the be game. Chaos. They would yes. have Larry Bird and Magic Johnson at the game doing yes. the opening tip. But I still don't like it. I still don't like it. You know, I don't like the courts. You know, I told you last night the courts Yo, look like a, I, a bad. I thought Mike was. I, I thought Mike was like the only one that really didn't like the court. And that was at, like I said, I was at the bar last night. The bar owner and another guy was like, "Man, I hit the floor." It's like it's just an ISO. Like it's like it's, it's just hard. It's, it's hard to well, watch. Well, there's two the things. Well, three things. There's three things at play here. One, it just looks amateur. You know. Two, half of the time I can't even tell which teams are playing because the colors don't even involve the team scheme. And that's what they were saying. Yeah. It's like it's just it's hard to watch because you don't. It's like it's, it's like it's like it's just it's like it's just a hard watch. It's just like, a hard I'm sad watch. that the Wizards' best uniforms are their tournament uniforms. You know, and, and it, no, it really is. And then the third, the third thing is just, I just not that it's distracting, but it was like when I first saw Oregon's court with the trees on it. I like, didn't I, like the tree. I yeah, I was like, like it looked off. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. You know, it I feels like, like they're playing. I like, the, I like the fact that they did it. I like the the fact that it came I like out. the fact that they did the something colors, different. I they like did the something that different, different the but colors, I like the did. colors with other teams were kind of, were, were a little better. Um, I saw some of the other games. I don't like but one the, court. There wasn't one my, court that I liked. Well, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna use them again next year? Because it seems to be I've talked to three or four people about these floors in particular, and I'm the only one that likes them. So I'm pretty if that's <laughs> if that's the consensus, if three out of four people don't like the floor. And the end season, end season tournament is over now. You're not going to use it for the rest of this season. What are you gonna? Are you gonna use it next year? Or do you, well, I would you imagine that this whole just, well, floor? I would imagine that you're just going to have different floors every year. Like, 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 still like the same concepts, or let's be different, but just something different. Maybe you know? like I guess hopefully it's easy to edit these things and maybe repaint them, or if they got to just completely yeah. buy. Or 30 you know, new floors that'd be like every year hilarious. they come out with the every year there's like new city uniforms and there's new they're so ugly they're so yes, ugly they are so boring, they really so are like the ones like, that I, I don't did know how they of, keep though, signing off on it the ugliest ones were the best ones which were those ones that Utah had the black red and orange like those things were ugly but I loved them they I don't were know what the, the suns the, when they, they the valley the, the cavaliers ones are are plain I just don't like yeah. that the fact that they're plain. Yeah, but you should as far just stick to the regular jersey. Like we don't, I don't, I don't need all this other stuff. As, as far as the tournament itself goes, the actual play on the court, I've seen some players saying all the right things. You know, I've seen some players bigging it up and saying that they're enjoying it. Dame Lillard was speaking out positively about it. Um, I didn't feel that way until the Pacers Bucks game last night. That was the first time I watched the play-in tournament and was like, this game is intense or, you know, this moment or like whatever. Like the fourth quarter when it started, Milwaukee fell apart down the stretch. But it was yeah. like, hey, these teams want to win this thing, you know. And then I was like, so the championship is in Vegas tomorrow. And now all these Indiana fans got to try to get to Vegas, you know, if they want to be there. You know, it's gonna. You know, the Laker fans are gonna be there because you know they got the bandwagon yeah. everywhere. So, so they the Laker the bandwagon, fans and it's only a, and it's only a four hour, three and a half, four hour drive. You're good. Yeah. So, so you know, so it's still like basically a Laker home game. But I was tinkering around with some ideas. 
So, you know, I don't never come in here without some questions for you. So I got, so I got, so I got a couple of ideas. So what do you think if, and I'm not saying I support these things. I'm just saying that they just came into my mind because I haven't fully thought them through, but uh, so soccer, we talked about soccer, you know, they have, or football, you know, they have their tournaments throughout their season, you know, like the premier league, but they still break off for like the champions league. They do the Europa Cup, all that kind of stuff like that. So they how break would you, off for of the Euros, like European tournaments, if there's yeah. So how would you feel if the play-in tournament was kind of spread out like that versus being all at one time like that? I like it all at one time. Keeps people motivated. Keeps people into it. You get like, but to me, I'm a limited series Netflix Prime Video HBO Max kind of viewer. Mm-hmm. I want eight episodes. I want them boom, 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 boom. Either <laughs> you give them to me, you give them one day, at a, you know, once a week, or you drop all eight at once, like Netflix normally does. Prime normally does, like one a week. Um, HBO Max, they do about they'll they'll drop like two or three, and then give you five. The well, five. I guess that throws out weeks. my second. I guess that throws out my second question then. <laughs> yeah. So I my like second it. question was going to be: Should the championship game be like? the last game of Christmas or on New Year's or something along those lines. Now give it, give it to me all now. I want the beginning, the climax and the end. I want okay. resolution. I, and then that way we, that way we're just done with it mm-hmm. because you know how it is with sports. When you come up with this new thing, they try to drag it on and on and on like, uh, like the new overtime rules for that got implemented last year after Buffalo bills petition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They talked about it every single time a game went to overtime. They talked about it all year long. When we get to the playoffs, the rules are going to be different. When we get to the play, and like, I don't think a game went into overtime in the playoffs. I can recall, but it just kind of dragged. Like that conversation just dragged on and on and on. So, if there was an end season tournament, and today was established that yeah, uh, the Lakers are going to play Indiana. But I got to go 18 more days of people talking about the championship for the end season tournament. It would just be exhausting. What do you think about for the pool play? What do you think if there were sites so that the pool play games were neutral games versus being home and away? So like this pool uh, plays in if, LA, if, this pool plays in like whatever. The home court advantage in NBA games was as prominent as the home co- home field advantage in like a college football game, mm-hmm. then I would go with that. Like I wouldn't have say for instance this college football playoff. If it was down to these four teams and they only played the championship at a neutral location, I wouldn't like that because I wouldn't want you know, Alabama, not necessarily I wouldn't want it, but I think the home field advantage for Michigan, if Alabama had to go to Ann Arbor, would just be, I mean, granted, they're a talented team, but to have that kind of, because you're not going to get it. Or, or if you were game. like, or if you were like Washington and you had to go play Texas and Louisiana. You know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, it just, if you're going to have this, this overarching tournament, Either you keep it as simple as possible, which is we're going to do home and away, pool play, we'll lock it in, 
and then the championship is going to be neutral since everybody's playing home and away in all the pools. And then the only neutral, non like the only neutral site is the mm-hmm. championship game that works because that doesn't require additional logistics. So, so the one thing that I did like about the in season tournament is, you know, going back to Tyrese Halliburton for a second. Um, I think I like the exposure that the younger players got. You know, I yeah. saw the Rockets a little bit more than I probably would have. You know, um, I saw, and and I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like the Pacers are like this year's version of the Kings. You know, because they ain't going to defend that's nobody. A perfect. That's a perfect example. Halliburton is, is 2023-24, De'Aaron Fox. He's definitely going to be an all-star. He's coming into his own. But they're always in trade talks when they trade deadline. They always use their players as trade fodder. So I don't know if the end-season tournament victory over L.A. tomorrow helps Indiana as far as, like, gives them confidence, or does it help people leverage like a trade scenario because like, well, I oh, haven't even thought about that tournament. because I can't really find a scenario that they win. <laughs> Sometimes it could be NCAA tournament style. We just, just, you just have a guy that just, we talk about players getting, the, getting the yips um, and just not being able to, you know, we talk about some of these young guys that got drafted are shooting like 22% from three. And, but when a guy's feeling it, you've seen those games when those guys, when Damian Little scores 71, Mitchell mm-hmm. scores 70, Booker, they can they shoot that many shots all the time. They shoot right. like Jokic went nine for 32 yesterday, so he put up 32 shots mm-hmm. on a day. If he was feeling it, if he would have gone 22 for 32 or 24 for 32. With some, you know, mixing some free throws, a couple of threes there. That could be like 55. Like, that's probably like, I mean, like 56, 57 mm-hmm. points. And it's not a crazy stat line to make 22 out of 32 shots. Cause when those guys are hot, that's what it is. So mm-hmm. if you get a guy like, you know, Therese Hall, you know, Halliburton, and he's feeling it, and Austin Rivers can't guard him, and Cam Reddish can't guard him. And AD can't meet him at the rim because he's in foul trouble or whatever. Just or because Miles he, Turner stretching it out. Miles Turner stretching for, and he just gets on one, and he's he's running you down for like sixteen in the first, like just getting off to a hot start. Because mm-hmm. it's not crazy, people. If you think about it, getting the backdoor cut for a layup is two points. You get mm-hmm. fouled, that's two points. You shoot a three. Two points. That's three. That's four made baskets. A layup, two free throws, and one three. You already have seven points. If you get a good screen and you get it open, you get an open look. NBA players with an open look, and you're under, and you and you're feeling it. You're feeling it this whole week. You're feeling the whole vibe. You're feeling the, the inaugural, you know, in season tournament champions. If if that's like the moment you're trying to encapsulate, that moment you're trying to grab. Yeah, you know, I could feel I could see a guy really going off. LeBron, like I said, he's been the finals MVP four times. He's mm-hmm. been in 10 NBA finals. He's been in battles in Eastern Conference. He's been on some of the highest, you know, he's been in it's the just another cherry to put on lost. the top. And or it's just another game that he might get up for on like a personal level. Like, I want to go out here and ball. Whereas the Pacers, a young team, are like, yo, we want to go out here and prove something. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that's that's the difference. Right. And, you know, shout out to the Jazz, you know, only because I'm watching the game right now. It popped into my head. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I love going back to the Delta Center. You know, it should have never not been the Delta Center. The Vivid you know, Arena. Yeah, Vivid Arena. The There was some other stuff, too. Um, but Kawhi Leonard with 32 at the end of three, five for six from three. Um, Jazz down by 12. You know, James, well, 15 now. James Harden just hit a three. But uh, yeah, so like, so I, like I said, I did love the exposure. You know, like I said, I felt I felt like I saw the Kings a lot. You know, which coming off of last year makes sense. You know, the Rockets I saw a lot. I saw Cleveland a few times. So yeah. you know, so so they did a good job, a better job, I guess, of spreading the wealth than they normally do in the regular regular season schedule. Because I'm sure once this end season tournament is over, that's the end of Indiana. You know, like you might see them in February, or is go- more, or is it a, or is it a launch pad? Is well, I mean, for next really- year, but they, but they don't flex in the NBA, so you know, so maybe next year. But you know, you might see Indiana again in February when they go to Madison Square Garden or something. Or are you talking about having them on TV and all of that? Right now, like yeah, like they're not going to get the benefit of it this season. It'll be next year that you may see them a little bit more. You know, but hey, back in July. Right after the finals, two five came here, and he said the empire is falling. The Warriors are over. I did not expect it to look like this. You know, five and six at home, five and six on the road. Consistency, at least. You know, yeah. but but I did not expect Golden State to struggle at home, especially coming off of the road games that the road record that they had last year, eleven and thirty, I believe, if I remember correctly. I think it was a lot of hope that they wouldn't struggle, but they don't really like, if you think about the pieces they have, they don't have the pieces not to struggle. Like they, where's their threat defensively? Where's the threat? Like who, who do you fear? Who do you not attack when you have the ball in your hand? You can attack every single player on the floor mm-hmm. all day long. Draymond, Draymond's a, a smart defender, but just play him downhill. Mm-hmm. Collins was doing everything he can to guard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Sexton is fast. Yeah, trying to guard Harden. Sexton, he got yeah. the floor in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, it's it just this is it. Like I, I said multiple times, well, this, this might be my new shot, you know, thing. But it's like this is a young man's game. Eventually, in a game, the fifteen at the gym. With bounce passes and cuts and screens, yeah, me, you, and some other, you know, some thirty-five-year-olds, maybe one twenty-seven-year-old, we might be able to get a couple of wins. But if you get some kids out there that's just nineteen years old and they get every rebound and just run, yo, that was the worst. Like being five foot nine, you know, when I was in Arizona and I hit like thirty-seven, you know, we would go play and they go, yo, you got him, and I'm like, I got the point guard. I got the, the 17 year old kid. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're the shortest one. And it's like, damn it. I mean, it helped me stay in shape, but still. Yeah, like, I was, I'm a stocky dude. Know. So I was like, yo, I got big man. <laughs> you know so what I mean? take but, the big uh, man and he'll, he'll had a height on me. I mean, he'll had a height on me, but I'm like, listen, you're going to get all of this, all of this forearm. Yeah. See all this? <laughs> you know, getting all uh, that in your but, hip and thigh. But, but yeah, the, so like right now, the NBA, Warriors, NBA though, is a young man's game. Well, it doesn't help that play. Well, it doesn't help that Clay. You know, we saw how the Warriors went out against the Lakers last year. 
And Clay Thompson has basically continued that. He's shooting 39.7 from the floor, not from three, from the floor. And he's shooting 34.8 from three. So the loyal, loyal, their loyalty is a gift and a curse. The loyalty kept it together and they won a lot of rings. I mean, I might have played a lot of big games. I might have kept Jordan Poole and told Draymond to hit the bricks. Yeah, but if you see how Jordan Poole was acting out in Washington, it's like, well, yeah, he's they, in Washington. He wouldn't act like that in Golden State. I think that's intrinsic. I think that's Maybe. just who you are. I think Maybe. you just some people like everybody isn't wired like. But when you're Lillard. losing, that's the shit that like you said, like you know you what you said before. You said something along the lines of, they say money changes you, but. It just makes you more of who you more are. More of who you are, yeah. You know, that's what losing does. When you're winning, everybody's chill. Everything's good, besides the fact that you got punched in the face. But, you know, but yeah. but for the most part, but for the most part, everything is good. Winning cures everything. You put these guys on these teams, like the Wizards that are like 3-17 and 17 or something like that right now, he don't know how to act. Like, he he's never been through that before. You know, especially when – it's one thing when you get drafted – to a team like that, you have a certain frustration that you have to get over. But he won a title, and then yeah, but I don't think I don't think it's a frustration thing. I think it's a matter of like it's an investment. He just like, I don't think he's I don't think yeah I think he's immature. I think he just hasn't hasn't worked on his craft. I just I just feel like he is he plays basketball because he's on a basketball team, just because he just that's what he does. Yeah, he just can. <laughs> he, just, he just he just happens to be able to play basketball. So if say for instance, say Washington cut him at the end of the season, you think he's gonna be out here trying hard, working out, you know, trying to prove to the next team. That no, he he gonna tell somebody just it. give me. He just gonna go to like somebody's training camp and say just give he me just, the fucking rock. He seems like <laughs> someone that would just go get a reality TV show. <laughs> Yo, these in season, this in season tournament is so wild. You know, like the Pacers, we were talking about the Pacers made the final, haven't lost a game yet in the tournament, and their overall record is 12 and 8. <laughs> it, like makes no it makes no sense. It makes no sense. You know, um, no, so the Suns get up, they get up, they get up for it. You know, yeah, so I, saw, I saw the Suns were complaining about. Um, a call the other night. Did you the see that? The timeout call. It was, yeah. it was close. Which was, it was bullshit. It was bullshit. You know, um, I think it's one of those things that it's a superstar call. I think it, I think it falls under the file of superstar call. I think that if it was Cam Reddish trying to call the timeout. Trying to call the timeout. Yeah, I don't think that goes down that same way. It? Yeah, I don't think it goes down that same way. I remember I was watching it. Were we recording? I think we might have just finished. Yeah, I think we just finished. It was in the fourth quarter when we were wrapping up. Yeah, but I keep the iPad here on mute. So, you know, same thing with the TV, just for background ambiance. I have the live games on the iPad. And I've seen it. So after I... Ooh, good D. After I... After we finished the recording, mm-hmm. I just left it on. I was, like, kind of cleaning up and getting settled for bed. And I've seen it happen... And then I seen coaches challenge and I realized like I knew even with the with the sound off what was happening because mm-hmm. it looked like one of those situations where you were 
expecting a timeout call that didn't happen. And I was like, he didn't have the ball. You can't have you can't call a timeout during a loose ball. But then Grayson Allen, I mean, maybe he would have charged the ball differently if the whistle didn't blow. Because I like I said, I didn't have the sound. It looked like when he touched the ball, it was on the line already. Yeah, uh, one thing that I didn't expect this season, we knew they weren't going to be good. We knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. I did not have the Spurs going through a 16-game losing streak. They are awful. <laughs> and, honest, and, like, I don't know what. <laughs> now that you and I are fellow hosts, I'm going to say co-hosts. Like, like my boy, we're fellow hosts. Did you and I didn't say anything about Victor Wimbanyama being a bust if his career ends up like Kevin Durant? Did you hear people say that? I've heard that. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. I've heard that he's the best prospect since LeBron James. I've heard that. I heard and the I'm same like, about Imani Bates at one point. But I'm like, I'm looking at the games. And I'm like, I know I'm not a scout. But he doesn't move like so like incredible that he can't be guarded. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron looked like a man amongst boys. Kobe, Besides the fact that he keeps trying to shoot threes and because not, he isn't has, a good shooter. He has no strength to battle through. Like Horton Tucker is probably I mean, he looks 40, but he's only like quite strange points. <laughs> But some of these guys are just solid. Like he can't fight through Kawhi Leonard. But I am he, happy with he can't fight through he can't even fight through Chad Holmgren. Uh, I am happy with uh his former teammate that the Wizards drafted, Koulibaly. I am, you know, I like what I see there. I see some potential. You know, I don't know how far it can go. I like Obviously, the he's very that's 17 and 4. Yes, I definitely like that, you know, like definitely, you know, because I mean, last year people forget, you know, Cat missed half the season. And so people said, you know, the experiment didn't work, you know, having the two big men. We don't know because Cat wasn't there. Yeah. You and know, I don't so, know how it doesn't work because Cat's a three point shooter. He literally won the three point contest. Yeah, like, he's not he out, definitely he, can stretch the floor. Yeah, he's not in Gobert's space. Gobert has the whole floor to himself. You know, yeah. uh, OKC, OKC, you know, those second place. I, we right thought now. they were, we thought they would be good because, like we talked about before, it's a young man's game. Mm-hmm. It's Shay young, with the 38 tonight, just you putting know. it on. It was, he was, he was putting it on Golden State because it was like he got to that point where he realized, oh, none of you can guard me. So he was making his moves. He would get just outside the paint. Like I said, if that game was on when we first started the podcast, he'd get right outside the paint and he'd give him the like the jab step mm-hmm. or like he the snatch back. And he'd have eight feet of clearance. So he would mm-hmm. snatch the ball back literally and line it up. He's at eight feet from the hoop, ten feet from the hoop. And he's like, he snatched it back, but the defender was way up under the hoop. So he had plenty of time to just be like. Well, see, it's just like um, New Orleans, where they made they made it to the semifinals of the play-in, and I know CJ McCollum missed some time, but they're twelve and eleven. 
Like, did you only prepare for the in-season tournament and just I, I don't think that team, I don't think they're cohesive enough. I don't think they're I don't think they have leadership. I think I think the players question the dudes who are supposed to be their de facto leaders. So if you look at CJ McCollum, he is the old head, so he's a seasoned vet. I don't think he likes the work ethic of the younger players. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he remember he was sending shots last year at the end the of last year, and people uh-huh. thought it was like maybe at Zion, but then I heard other reports that it was directed it was towards D. Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I thought it was, he, that's what I thought it was. He wouldn't play with like, oh my wrist hurts. He wouldn't just tape it up and go play. Well, you know, Zion is just the story. You know, he's the big name. You know what I mean? But yeah, I thought it was Bi the whole time. I thought it was I thought it was uh Zion when I first heard it. But mm-hmm. through different like little outlets that we watch between podcasts on First Things First, ESPN, like they're they were getting reports that it was, you know, directed towards Brandon Ingram because he just wouldn't play through little things. He wouldn't play right, my right. finger. Like, well, tape it to the pinky and let's just go play. Get on out here. Kobe finger wasn't even attached to the rest of his hand. Kobe finger got dislocated on a foul. He goes to the bench. Gets it popped back into place and shoots the free throws. Yeah. Oh, speak. Yo, know, I <laughs> I met my my one of my coworkers, uh, old coworkers, uh, husbands the other day, and he was on that. You know what I mean? Like he was like, "Yo, like, you know, like I just took the bench made and pulled my wisdom teeth out," and I was just like, "On nah, purpose." Don't. No, I'm not doing that. No. On purpose? But yeah, some people are just built like that. Some people just built like that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, but cool. uh but how about you my rockets? Be, you can be unique. You can be unique. I don't need to my, be unique with you. How about my rockets sitting at 10 and 9, knocking out the nuggets out of the play-in tournament? And you know, and before the season started, I tried to warn you, Mr. Logical. I did I not try to warn you. I told you that Orlando was coming. I told you they were coming. I mean, I can't find I'm impressed. They won nine in a row at one point, you know, beat Boston. You know, obviously I'm not sitting up here trying to make the case that they're a contender or anything like that. But, but you know, but um, I had them getting into the play-in, you know, they might get a, you know, they might actually get in without the play-in. It's still early, though, still early. Still early, still early, but, you know, you are who you are. Get the Bulls in a 9-14. I feel like the Bulls never seem to turn around. I feel like the Bulls, as soon as I said that Billy Donovan needed to be fired, I feel like the Bulls won like three in a row after I said that. And then Yeah, they're five and five in their last ten games. Yeah, Zach Levine is out, you know, for another three to four weeks I saw earlier. So um we'll see what happens with that. Um, he's not coming back to play for the Bulls. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Toronto's looked a lot better and competitive than I thought they would. I thought they were going to have some things to figure out, you know, because Scotty Barnes is like the de facto. What is up with Detroit? I haven't really followed them. I'll be honest. I know I was, I'm a, you know, a co-host. Of sports they podcast. are, they, they are young. They are young. And to steal what you said about the Pelicans, there just isn't a lot of cohesion there. Like Kate Cunningham has looked good, but he's a turnover machine. You know, Jaden Ivey, you know, doesn't see a shot that he doesn't want to take. You know, uh, the big men, you know, don't have depth. So Duran is good. Um, Isaiah Stewart is good. And then after that, you got like Bagley, <laughs> James Wiseman, 
you know, so they don't have depth in the front court. Former top picks. Yeah. These guys are top three picks. Yep. And, you know, uh, what, what was it uh, Bagley went before Luca or something like that? Bagley went before Luca and, and Trey. Trey Young. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, uh, that was one. Remember that Colin Cowherd clip that I sent you of like him twenty three minutes of being wrong. Yeah, that was. Oh one yeah, of yeah, yeah. Takes. That was one of the things. That was one yeah, of yeah, his yeah. Takes. But uh, but yeah, it's so gonna I be like Luca. Who he literally said Luca. Who? Well, well, I think I think that Kate Cunningham, obviously coming off the injury last year where he only played twelve games. I yeah, think he Kawhi still just had a one leg running. Yeah, corner. I saw it. I, I, they just, he, he's still finding himself in certain ways, you know, because in college, he was the point guard, primarily, primary, primary ball handler, you know, but now at the NBA level, can he consistently do that, you know, because he's not overly athletic, you know, yeah, so like, how difficult, really, like, I get that it's a tough sport for regular people to play. I'm five foot eight and a half, five nine on a good day, five ten in my Tims. Um, but for like rec- like you're a six foot eight point guard. After a couple, after a year in the league, you got like what are you what are you doing? How are you not adjusting? Lamella Ball was five foot eight in high school. He blew into like you know grew up like six foot eight. He was playing in Lithuania. Australia, Ohio and Australia. And he came into the league and off the rip, he was killing it. Like either you have it or you don't. And I think it's a lot of situations where you look at a guy and you think potential. And I I remember hearing this like potential, such a dangerous word. It's like, nah, like either you got it or you don't. Right. Either you're, either you're a good coach or you're not. Either (laughs) your player you have can do what you need them to do or they can't. And right. if they can't, you got to make moves to figure out, like, why are you here? Who do I got to get in here to do the job you're supposed to do? Because I, I can't keep waiting on you to do. We all see how the game's supposed to be played. It's not difficult. I mean, as they lost the by people who are on that level. They lost by 32 tonight. How do you lose by 32? The spreads <laughs> of most of these games are like six and a half, five and a half. Like, even the gamblers aren't expecting you to get blown out. Like, how are you getting blown out? Yeah, it I just think uh, Brooklyn uh, blew somebody out tonight. Yeah, I'm looking at the scores right now. Uh, Brooklyn blew out my Wizards by 27. Yeah, you know, there's, it just, there's... I mean, the Jazz are down by 18 right now, you know. Uh, and they're uh, 7 and 14. Yeah, Dallas is how up the, on how the Clippers ten and ten like because they went and got a dude that don't fit in, you know, just it doesn't even look cool. Yeah, like it doesn't like as I sit back and look at it, it doesn't. Yeah, this was even like look five cool. years ago. We in there, like you know, this is like the next dynasty. <laughs> it, it looks like a because uh, right okay. Paul George just brought the ball up, and he was looking around. And then he just like gave it to James Harden, and James Harden tried to give it to Kawhi, and you know his little foul occurred. But it just doesn't look fluid. It looks like they're just kind of waiting for James Harden to make a move, so they give him the ball. I don't know. I'm just not a. I'm not a big fan of this of these stacks. I need teams. to go look at uh, 
one of those like ladders. Like I wonder who the rookie of the year is right now. Shit. Yeah, I guess it would have to be, but you know, uh, because I was thinking about that earlier, you know, Brandon Miller, you know, of you know, Mr. Logical shit on him fame, you know, averaging 14 points, shooting 39% from three. From three? Yeah. 39 from three, 45 from the floor. I just didn't think he had passion in his face. It just didn't look like a person who had a lot of like I think he's and then just the way a he robot. played the way the way he played in the tournament. The way he played in the NCAA tournament and how he transitioned that to just this same robot like blah like now he's robot Ke- he's the robot version of Kevin Durant. Like you know, Durant talks about you know, I'm a baller, this is what I do, this is my life. Brandon Miller feels all of that, he just doesn't express it. Well, I, I need you to get Kevin Durant points. I need you out here 26 and a half. <laughs> you know, I and need, of course, the mellows hurt every something. year. You know, yep. so, like, I don't, like, is it time for Charlotte to move on from him just because he can't stay healthy? I would, just because I think you can get some pieces for him. Yeah, I think I mean, you probably you could probably get a couple of pieces. I'm not saying like I don't think he's a. You're good still player. three years away from being like because you're real... gonna have to pay him a lot. He's yeah. gonna generate a lot of money. Well, I think they year. already. I thought they already paid him. Nah, I'm talking about like that. Not the rookie extension. I don't think he got the rookie extension yet. I thought he did. If he but... did, it's probably close to it's close to two hundred million. I thought I thought he did. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, five year, two sixty. So Lamella Ball has a $260 million contract. He definitely is. Oh, yeah. That's that's crazy. That is guaranteed. Nuts. That is nuts. You that's know, fully but guaranteed. I need to get my son out here to like these people that stretch your legs or whatever it is, you know, like uh, you know, because he's he's running a 4-340 and you know, he's touching the rim, you know, he's like the same height as me. So, you know, we gotta get him somewhere, but you know, I think Do that yoga. I think that the NBA, to me, outside, like I said, outside of the as we got closer to the knockout or when we got in the knockout round and all that, the in-season tournament didn't feel any different than any other NBA year to me. You know, it just looked different because of the courts and all that other but stuff. But the viewership ramped up. Yeah, I the viewership ramped up because, because it's marketing. It's want, marketing. Cause, yeah, because I think it didn't look different to you because you didn't want it to like – you didn't care for it. Like so so for example, for example, we talked or we didn't talk about it on here, but you know, on in the, real- listen here, hold on real quick. On the ESPN it says Pacers Lakers Championship Preview. <laughs> but in real life, in real life, we talked about Dallas 30-0 run and still lost the game. That would have been awesome if that was in the end season tournament. That would have been a moment. That would have been like you always talk about where's your playoff moments or like where's your, you know, when you're talking yeah. about players. So, like so like that would have been player, great yeah. for the end season tournament, you know, um, because realistically, like, are there any moments to you that stood out in the end season tournament that you could just vividly be like, ooh? The only I thing think- I can think of is the timeout that we talked about. The timeout, the floor, I think the way the Lakers played throughout it, I think, you know, as LeBron being the, 
you know, pseudo ambassador of the league as a, you know, the elder. But that's, no, but that's no different than what he did last year, though. Yeah, but they just weren't remember winning. The, remember the year? Remember the, the playing? Remember the playing year that he said he hated the playing, but then they he played against Golden State. <laughs> he had hurt his eye, and he was like, "I just shot for the middle one or whatever." Yeah, like, those are the kind of like little moments you kind of get. You're not gonna get. It's not. Yeah, gonna he was be lying too. <laughs> you know he's always uh, yeah no he was just he was just trying to sound cool that's what that was yeah lebron always tries to sound cool i like you LeBron. know what i'm saying just like these courts you know looking like a bad trip off the, of mad courts, 2020 i think the courts are something that people kind of i think that'll make people remember because i think it's smart because right no, now but i'm talking about actual on the court basketball i ain't talking about the aesthetics and all that stuff like that i'm talking about like actual basketball on the floor, but that's the like, thing. The tournament is it's not different basketball, and it's not a finality. It's not like the M- NFL playoffs where it's right, one and right, done, and right. you need a moment for it to like resonate going forward. They yeah. still have the rest of the season left, so yeah. it's not like it's not like they can do anything other than just play regular basketball. Well, well that's what I'm saying. For I the think league. the Milwaukee Indiana game. I think the Milwaukee Indiana was legit. I think having Indiana as one of your teams because you can already market Milwaukee. You can already market LA. You can already market the Clippers. You can already market Dallas and all these other teams that have stars. Being able to highlight one of these, like me, and you we talk about our a lot of our small market conversations. The embracing a new format conversation, and it works because the players played hard. Yes, you're not gonna you might not get the buzzer beaters, you're not gonna get the NCAA tournament level, you know, responses because it's not the finale. This their year isn't over. So you're not gonna get the same thing. Whereas Pepperdine playing against, you know, Texas Longhorns, they're gonna give you everything because Pepperdine, if they tech knock Texas up, they're on to the round of 32. Right. Whereas here it's just like you just don't get to go to Vegas. Right, and you and, get you know and you I, get that hard. day off. Whereas LeBron and the Lakers and Indiana, you know, and it's hard for me to get excited. Got to go work. It's hard for me to get excited about watching rich dudes get more money. Well, I mean, we do it every day, and that's why we, they get so much money because we're talking about it. We're buying it. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, with that, with that, that cost being, me forty dollars, and they went to be, some Falcons player. With that being the prize, it's just like okay, like uh, so what? If, what if? What if the prize was like a a lottery pick? I was ready to disagree with whatever you said. <laughs> I was already thinking, like, I'm going to say no. Asshole, asshole. Already. Like, yeah, I admit it. That's a flaw of mine. I'm not working on it, but that's a flaw that I have. I'm not working on it. But I was like, he going to say something. I'm like, nope. I don't like it. Uh, I don't know how you make it work, but you know, just something to. I was just something that I, like I said, popped into my head. Or, you, like, or, or if you're not in the lottery, you get balls in the lottery because the lottery yeah, is something, yeah. teams. So you, you know, get, so so the only problem you with get that half, is, you get half of say like there's so it's a hundred, it's a hundred, uh, so it's fourteen teams. Say the the fourteenth team has twenty balls in the lottery, you get ten. 
Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I can see that. Because I mean, like, you know, I mean, obviously that goes, there's a certain way to look at that. Because if the Lakers win, you know, LeBron's not trying to get, you know, Steph Castle or, you know, Donovan Klingon or anybody like that out of college. He's just going to trade them anyway or get them traded anyway. So, well, if you have a lottery you know, pick, now you got trade bait. Yeah, there you go. I guess there you go. So that that's a, so like I said, like that's you an said, idea. I mean, it's not crazy because the MLB All Star Game used, used to decide to the World Series, World Series, you know, home field event, home field advantage. Yeah. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that this in season tournament can have that level of impact. It yeah, because I would like it for probably it has to, to be have, presented to make sense. They can have their money, but I would like for it to have something consequential basketball wise you know like some kind of basketball reward if you're last in your group you lose your first round you lose your second round draft pick something you know because i mean like if you people think, play somebody I mean, think about it like if the lakers win you know like you got lebron ad and whoever else you know guys like troy uh, troy vincent here i go guys like good. guys like gabe vincent will Take that $500,000, you know what I mean? But LeBron, Anthony Davis don't need that, you know, whatever. Didn't like, like don't a three-year, $48 million contract? Was, I think it was three years, $33 million. 39, $33, something like that. Yeah, it was something like that, you know what I mean? So the 500000 will probably be like, you know, he would like that. And Max Christie would like that. In California, it would be $218,000 taxes. <laughs> you know, Max Christie could use that money, you know, but... um I just, I just think that the money just, to me, it just takes away from it. You know, like, I don't think the money incentivizes players to get. I don't think that amount of money makes players want to give the NBA like a greater product. Right. I think. Right. I think the NBA just has to put things in place to just create a situation where they present a better product. Right. So if people don't like the floor, you get rid of the floor. I think people like the the pool play, like whatever the group play. Uh, I like using the floor because you could tell if it's an in-season game. And I think the obnoxiousness of the floor does uh, enhance, you know, people's desire to to spectate. It feels real arena I can't believe Draymond fouled. I know. It feels real arena league to me. You know, the courts, like, it just feels, I mean, I get it, though, because, you know, you have to do something to stand out and to differentiate it from the regular season. Even though the basketball doesn't necessarily look different or whatever, you have to do something to make it feel different and feel bigger, feel more important. So, so, you know, like I said, from a marketing standpoint, it's genius. I can't knock it. It's just not for me. We've been talking about it for like 25, 28 minutes. And yeah. I think a lot of other people talk about it. I'm not talking about it as far as anybody's legacy. I think that's a stretch. I think it's new. Well, it, like dep- new. it depends. What if like, you know, I don't know, say the Pacers win, right? And There's then no involved. No, no, no. Just say the Pacers win. And then they win the next two as well. Nah. <laughs> they're, the, they're the in-season beast, man. Yeah, like there's there's no legacy. There's <laughs> it's what what it is is it's a 
season-defining moment. Like it could define your season. It could this it tournament could, has, it could catapult a guy like Tyrese or Halliburton to he can get in that De'Aaron Fox realm. He can get in this, that this tournament you know, tomorrow Donovan night. This, Mitchell. Cha- this championship game tomorrow night. Jerry Rice's son's going to the NFL draft. Okay. He's not currently ranked in the top 10. Yeah, he's I mean, yeah. Um the, the this we'll championship like this championship game tomorrow has the potential to settle the goat debate once and for all. Oh my god, like I've heard that and it makes no sense. No, but what makes but no sense it. what makes no sense is that it's 12:40 a.m. up in Jersey right now. <laughs> Straight up. Hey, listen, hey. I did my homework before I left work, so I had nothing to worry about. Master's no, degree man. almost done, two classes Left to go, holla at your boy. Yes, sir. I'll I'm be out done. here grinding people. March. Get your schooling in. Podcast, schooling, you know, working, kid, parenting, working parenting, husbanding. Do it. <laughs> all I'm that traveling. You know, I'm growing a beard. I'm doing all of that. You know, I'm saying, doing all but... of that. And you can do it too. Listen, go out there, get your education, have a good time. I want to shout out. A uh, good friend of mine, we, we were at dinner last night, and I want to give Mike his flowers. Uh, we were talking, and she was like, your podcast is really good. She literally said, she was like, it's like Jalen and Jacoby. She's like, at first, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to listen, because, you know, everyone says they have it. She's like, I don't know how you guys do it. She's like, I could never do it. I could never just record myself and just put it out there on the internet. She's like, what you guys do really well i'm like well because this is how me and mike have talked for years what's crazy because like little known fact i'm like the shyest dude in the world you know like but you would never know it like i'm just so you present him with a debatable topic not just sports if the topic has a pro and a con presented to mike at a hooters (laughs) with some spicy (laughs) shrimp in front of him and it's on (laughs) It's you know on. This is how this whole thing started. So, uh, yeah, man, people just go yeah. out there, like I said. I had to hold down Tom Brady amongst the sea of Peyton Manning fans. Yo, I cannot believe, like, how <laughs> staunched I was in my Peyton Manning argument. I was, like, locked in. This is, like I said, this is summer 2013, and we were in Denver. This is when he had just gone to Denver. Is like, I was in. I was in. Into the Peyton Manning, like yeah, it's and I mean 1A. we were arguing, like you yeah, know, they came over there with the wings and burgers. That's how I got the name two five. That's how you got the name two five. It was four of us at the table. He had a different opinion than everybody else. I'm like, all right, two five. Yeah, it just you took know, off from there. Fractions twenty five percent of the table. He was like, yeah. he's like Kareem's my goat. I was like, who is this dude? Who brought him? <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I have to admit, I have to admit, bitch with the handles. I was like, who brought this dude? I have to admit, you know, not that you know, we we gonna wrap this up. I ain't gonna get into a goat conversation, but you know, I am truly shocked that more people don't have Magic Johnson as the goat. Like, I'm truly shocked by that. You know, not saying that I think he is the goat because obviously I don't, but I'm just shocked that. Maybe maybe he's just too far gone now. You know, like we're so we're in 2023 now. You know, we're 30 years past his heyday, so maybe that's why. Yeah. But but I'm just so shocked that his name isn't 
in that conversation more. Or like when we talk about quarterbacks, you know, we talk about Peyton Manning, we talk about Tom Brady, you know, um, you know, talk you, about Dan Fouts. You, you, you like to pull out the machete and hack away at Joe Montana, you know, and I don't me, hack away at Joe Montana. I, I just under, try to keep it. How could the LeBron fan? How can the LeBron fan not appreciate John Elway? It's not that I don't. Let me try to get this. Because there are other quarterbacks that have surpassed John Elway. They have, but the game has changed, first of all. Like, contextually, the game has changed. I'm not talking you know, about and, just yards. No, no, but also a lot of those quarterbacks have better accessories and things like that. Like, Joe Montana had Jerry Rice for half – now, now, granted, he did win a Super Bowl without Jerry Rice before Jerry Rice showed up, so all due respect. But, you know, but he had Jerry Rice, you know, for – what? Oh, my, the first my 10 Montana, years, my Joe Montana take is always literally from the ownership booth to the equipment guy, their Hall of Famers in there. That's what I'm saying. Like, you I, know think what I, mean? the, I think they're trainers in the Hall of Fame. I think the uh, Ooh, Justin Jefferson back, the owners in the Hall of Fame, the coaches in the Hall of Fame, the GMs in the Hall of Fame, the wide the receivers next coaches in the Hall of, of Fame. fame. The coach after that is in the Hall of Fame. The quarterback <laughs> after Young is the Montana's in the Hall of Fame. The wide receivers in the Hall of Fame. To's in the Hall of Fame. Like, granted, he didn't play with uh with Joe Montana, but it's like the entire organization is just littered with Hall of Famers. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, it's just one. Oh, you know what? We so. Oh, we so. We so. I didn't even finish looking. Oh man, we messed up. You know what I'm saying? So just in case y'all were wondering, I have the 49ers over the Seahawks. <laughs> I thought we missed one. Yeah. Uh, and we just got the word that Geno Smith is questionable, you know. So, but uh, but even if Geno Smith plays, still got it. Yeah, that, that was that. Because I figured I figured that when we agreed on, I didn't really bring it up. Um, yeah. this is what I was thinking. I was thinking about this um today. Was it no last night? Same thing. I was watching golf at the bar. And it was, I think it was the seniors tour, like the seniors Ryder cup. That's what it felt like. I think that's what it was like. But like I said, it was on mute at the bar. Right. And what I notice about sports fans is that we don't want the spectacular. We want the really good, average career because i think as a fan as a regular person you can relate to that you can relate to phil mickelson only winning a few tournaments you can't relate to tiger woods winning 15 14 15 majors mm -hmm. and just being dominant for so long you gotta break it down i wish i wish i could relate to somebody wanting me as bad as these teams want Shohei Otani. 
Yeah, you know, he's gonna get six hundred million dollars if he's healthy. Yeah. He's gonna get six hundred million dollars. Word is he visited Toronto today, but um, allegedly the decision is made. So we will probably find out sometime tomorrow. Um, six hundred million dollars. I just saw. I just had a mystological moment. You know, um, as I was watching Sports Center, uh, they uh, showed Michael Penix mm-hmm. winning the Maxwell Award, Jaden Daniels winning the Davy O'Brien. So the nation's best player is, is the a Maxwell. quarterback. Yes, and he's a quarterback. And then Davy the O'Brien nation. is the quarterback specific award as the best quarterback. So the Maxwell's the best player. Mm-hmm. And the Davy O'Brien is the best quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the best player position is a quarterback, Michael Penix. Mm-hmm. He won. And then the best quarterback award went to Jane Daniels. Yep, and we'll find out tomorrow who wins the Heisman. Cool, that makes that makes that makes a hot, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Time to split the vote because it ain't gonna be Bo Nix. You know, time to split the vote. You know, so we'll see what happens. But on that note, y'all, you know, saying Friday night. Hope you all enjoyed the show. Thank you again for all the feedback, the love, the support. Please continue like, review, subscribe, share. It's all free. Free ninety nine. Take your grandma you know about us. And shout out, make sure you watch Army Navy tomorrow. That's the way it was supposed to be played. Go Army, beat Navy. Go Navy. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like that. We love you, folks. See you Off next we go week. Go to the wild blue yonder. You know what I'm saying? Get prepared because I'm going to be spamming y'all with dumbass bowl game predictions like Eastern Michigan and whoever they the playing. The Meineke Car Care Bowl. You know what I'm saying? The Duke's Mayo Bowl where the, both of the coaches are going to try to lose so they don't get dunked in mayonnaise. Like, I swear that happened last year. Like, uh, well, every year that's the tradition is that, like, you know, instead of the water, the Gatorade bath, you get the mayo. So, so I swear last year it was Maryland against North Carolina State. And I swear they both were just doing, like, peculiar things. Like, it'd be like third and 14 and you need like at least you know 12 yards to get into field goal range and you call a toss sweep or something like that <laughs> like, i ain't getting no mayonnaise tonight you know the only mayonnaise is on my sandwich you know what I'm saying? Yeah, i don't even want that but yo we out enjoy your weekends peace <laughs>